Hello everybody and welcome to the SI Digest where you run through the biggest esports business related news stories of the week. I'm your host Tom Daniels, the sub-editor of Esports Insider and today we have five huge news stories from the world of esports business. So in today's SI Digest we're going to be covering Dubit raising $8 million to launch the first Metaverse Esports League. ESL signing a two-year exclusive rights agreement with Huya. Right Games promoting John Needham to the role of President of Esports. Face Clan announcing a partnership with DraftKings. And finally, we're going to be talking about Panda Global's Super Smash Bros. partnership with Nintendo. But before we jump into this week's ASI Digest, I do want to thank our sponsors for this episode, MBuzz and BK Republic of Gamers. MBuzz Esports enables the use of its telecommunications infrastructure to enhance its clients in the Middle East. In October, the company partnered with esports organization BK Republic of Gamers to create a new pro team in Saudi Arabia for Phase 1. For Phase 2, BK Republic of Gamers will use its expertise to support MBuzz esports MEA expansion. Finally, the last phase is expected to be Africa. In addition, Embus Esports has in the pipeline a tournament program in line with the FIFA World Cup 2022 and Riyadh Season 2022. If you want to find out more about Embus Esports and BK Republic of Gamers partnerships, then head over to their respective websites. So, let's get into the digest. Our first story of the ESI digest sees video game studio Dubit announced that it has raised $8 million in funding to launch the first esports league in the metaverse. And as a result of this investment, which roughly totals around £5.9 million, the studio will host esports tournaments through Roblox. According to the release, the Metaverse Gaming League will initially host events in Roblox before expanding into other titles such as Minecraft. What's also really interesting about this partnership is that alongside the esports events, MetaVentures, which is one of the uh, investors in Dubit, will also look to create consumer lifestyle experiences. Now, these include concerts and fashion shows for the Metaverse. Finally, Dubit will expand its presence in the US by operating a studio and opening a studio in New York City. Overall, I think this is a really interesting development for the Metaverse and what potentially the Metaverse's involvement in esports could be, not just kind of having fun experiences but also potentially having esports tournaments integrated into platforms such as minecraft and roblox in itself be interested to see exactly what these uh esports events will be what will they entail i know that uh, currently the metaverse esports league has been having like beta tests through roblox as well but be really interested to see now this funding has been announced how the esports how the metaverse esports league sorry will continue to develop and overall i think this is an exciting time and a very intriguing time right now for the esports sector. A second story of the ASI Digest sees esports tournament organizer ESL Gaming announce an exclusive media rights deal with Chinese live streaming platform Huya. Now this partnership is a renewed agreement which is expected to last for a further two years. Now the exclusive broadcast rights within the deal will include ESL's Dota 2 and mobile ecosystems as well as the ESL Pro Tour for CSGO and StarCraft 2. Going into a couple more details about the deal and Huya has announced that it will cover the tournaments in Mandarin and other Chinese dialects. As I mentioned for the previous deal, which was signed in July 2020, covered ESL, CSGO and Dota 2 events. So not only is this an expansion in terms of a renewal, but it's an expansion in terms of what is also being covered by Huya as well. Some of ESL's other notable partnerships include a media rights deal with gaming network G4, as well as a LATAM esports agreement with live media esports entertainment. I think ESL's extension and expansion of its media rights deal with Huya is a no-brainer 
China, especially given the popularity of esports in China and the demographics that ESL will want to reach with this partnership as well. I do think that this also kind of highlights the success of the partnership between ESL and Huya because not only are they renewing further for a couple of years, but they're integrating the mobile esports ecosystem along with a couple other esports tournaments and events and it's not just Dota 2 and CSGO right now. So I think that that is very, very interesting. It's really intriguing to see companies continually to expand and kind of go and bring their presence into other regions. Obviously having it in local dialects is something that we're seeing a lot now where you're kind of looking to integrate with more of the localization of the region which you're trying to go into in order to kind of spark more viewers and kind of get more interaction and engagement through that. Overall, it's a great deal and I wonder if it will lead to even more esports titles from ESL going into the Chinese ecosystem and going into your know, Chinese broadcast deals in the future. Moving on now, and game developer Riot Games has announced that former global head of esports John Needham has been promoted to a newly created role of president of esports. In his new role, Needham will lead the company's esports division, which is expected to unify all of Riot's esports titles and operations. According to release, Needham will oversee all of Riot Games' global esports efforts, and this includes its esports leagues, teams, and players within those leagues as well, alongside multiple high-profile esports events each year. Moreover, the promotion is expected to elevate Needham into a senior executive role within the company and he will be reporting directly to Riot Games' CEO, Nicola Laurent. For those who are unaware about Needham, he joined Riot Games in 2017, initially as the company's managing director of Europe. During his time at Riot, alongside multiple different roles, he led the rebranding of the LEC, which included the move to a franchise system for the esports league itself. In terms of the story itself, there isn't much more to say. However, this is a really big structural change for Riot Games and how they are looking to kind of utilize their esports division. According to the release themselves, they said that it will feature a combination of traditional sports leagues and governing bodies and Riot Games' company-wide goal to innovate, and this is what they've said, innovate around and ultimately define the future of gaming. So it's kind of a big restructuring for their esports division. Obviously, we've seen a lot of new key hires, a lot of new key promotions as well, which have kind of gone integrated into the esports division as well. And I think it'd be very interesting to see how new Eden's role ultimately changes within this new structure, but also if we see kind of a, a more of a, a synergized approach to esports across all of Riot Games' titles, or are they still going to kind of have their own unique flavor to them? I likely think that it's going to be the latter, but I do think it's actually good to have kind of like an overarching division and then subdivisions of the esports kind of titles and the specific ecosystems which go along with that. So it'll be very interesting to see how this continues to develop. A penultimate story of the ASI Digest sees North American esports organization FaZe announce a partnership with fantasy sports company DraftKings. Now the deal will see DraftKings become FaZe Clan's official sports betting, iGaming, daily fantasy and free to play partner. Moreover, the two brands will collaborate on a series of content activations featuring phase clans content creators and other influential figures within the organization while the key content activations of this partnership seems to be an original series and podcast which will carry DraftKings and phase clans branding as with a lot of other partnerships as well there will be logo placements within its esports division with DraftKings becoming a sponsor of phase clans csgo team as a result the logo will be present on the team's jerseys this is a significant partnership both by phase clan and by DraftKings as well according to the release alongside the many content activations there will also be kind of content around responsible gaming education and responsible gambling which is also quite a good initiative considering that 
kind of esports betting and fantasy esports has kind of started to integrate itself with the esports industry as well and becoming more and more popular. Our final story of the ASI Digest sees North American esports organization Panda Global announce a partnership with video game firm Nintendo. Now, as a result of this deal, both parties will collaborate together to launch the first licensed circuits for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Super Smash Bros. Melee in North America. Now, the circuit, which is said to begin in 2022, will have further information on its in-person and online events in the coming months, and details on pricing for the circuit has yet to be revealed as well. What has been announced, however, is that winners of qualification rounds for both titles were advanced to compete in the grand finals, where the eventual champions will be decided. Alongside players from the United States, participants from Canada and Mexico will also be eligible once Panda Global and Nintendo permits international travel. I think this is a really significant step for Nintendo and the esports ecosystem of Super Smash Bros as a whole because let's be honest Nintendo has very heavily relied on third party and community tournaments for several years so actually partnering with Panda Global which is known as a very significant and prominent fighting game community organization to host a Super Smash Bros circuit is a really really good initiative from both sides. And that's it for this week's ASI Digest. If you want to catch up on any of the stories that I've covered, then don't forget to head over to the website, esportsinsider.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and wherever you're listening to me on right now. But until then, I'll see you next week.